What up? Um, hi. Uh, you're eating a cookie. Mm-hmm. Drinking some chalky milk. Chalky milk. I was just telling you that my fiance loves chalky milk. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Oh, my phone died. I thought so. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we were FaceTiming, but that did not last. We're double recording today, y'all. So mm-hmm. putting in some overtime. Yep. Putting uh, in that work for you. Putting in that work. <laughs> uh, so, oh my God, your mouth noises. That neat. I'm stuff. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, I'll try to ignore it. <laughs> I was like, I want you to know I was literally, ag- you can't see me now, but I was like literally against the microphone because I was leaning <laughs> forward to do something. So that's why it was so loud and obnoxious. <laughs> yep. I hate mouth noises too, so I get it. it. It's just when they're so up close and personal. <laughs> it was like directly in your ear because I was literally, my face was like this against the microphone. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Well, okay, when you mention milk, I am not, so I'm not a milk fan. I don't like the, I don't like it. It's, mm. it's not my, it's not my fave, um, just to drink it straight. But I was listening to a podcast that just kind of, it's like a variety kind of thing. Um, and they were talking about, did you fucking know, Rachel, that mm. they, there, there is a way to genetically like copy milk so that it is the same like genetically it's the same as milk but it takes it takes out the like um the like the animal the the animal component so it's like you're not harming animals you're not really using their so why aren't we doing that it's i mean it's it's becoming a thing i don't know i don't know why we're not doing it more but there's a particular company and i don't know what it i can't think of what it is now but it's like the impossible burger like it still bleeds it's like red and i mean this is not this is not fake milk it's it's milk Mm, mm. like it has all the same like enzymes and shit and all it's genetically the same as milk you can take out things like i think you can take out because i mean like with lac like lactose free milk is still milk they just take out like the lactose sugar Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you can kind of like modify it, but it is genetically the same as milk. So they do use like uh like I think like stem cells from cows. So they do still need the cows for that piece of it, but they're not like it doesn't involve like cow labor, if you will. <laughs> you don't have to impregnate the cows. Uh do you have to impregnate cows to milk them? I don't know. Why else would they have milk? Don't they just have it's milk? It's to feed their babies. No, I don't think so. We should ask Steph Compton. Oh, she would know. How, like, whatever. She'll always be her maiden name to me. Well, when someone's like, her. oh, please do. Uh, report back. I'm just going to call her. Are you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I mean, it. what else do we have to do? <laughs> no, do it. Go for it. Um. Hopefully she's not like at the gym or something, but I say as I'm stuffing cookies in my face. <laughs> Hi, for a second I thought it was my child calling me again from the same room. Oh no, it's me, and you're on the podcast right hi, now. Hi, Steph. Oh, hi. Uh, Becky just said hi, but she's in my headphones, so you couldn't hear her. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Um, we have a dairy farm related question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do cows have to be pregnant to produce milk? Yes. Okay. We weren't Shut sure. The fuck up. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Hold on. I have. This, okay. Go ahead. It's the same as um, any mother that has to produce milk. They have to have had a baby. Okay. How long do they keep producing milk after they've had the baby? I want to say it could be for. I'm not 100 percent sure, but a year or two. Okay. And then they, it's this thing they call it, they go dry, and then they have to have another baby in order to produce milk again. But I want to say it's like up to two years because of the fact that they get milked regularly. Right. So it's the same as like a mom will keep lactating as long as the child is drinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. What were you going to ask Becky? Hold on. Because she's in my headphone, so I have to relay to you. So I was going to ask, so like milk that is, that is sold in the store, like those, those cows just have to... They just always have to be either pregnant or have just had 
a calf in the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Wow. She just asked if like the milk you buy in the store, like it came from either like a pregnant or pregnant cow or a cow that like has recently had a baby. And I said, yes. Yeah. So like the first couple milks, they don't put in right after they've had a baby because that's the colostrum, just like you would have like with a mom's first couple milks, that one actually goes usually straight to the baby. And that one usually is too much like stuff in it like okay. proteins and then after the first couple of days then they can build milk like normal hmm. and then it gets pasteurized just like pretty much from the bulk tank at the the farm then it goes to the factory to get you know homogenized pasteurized all that kind of killing the germs so that it can be milk that we drink but like yeah. do do they have to just keep forcing the cows to become pregnant did you hear any of that I, I did not. She just said, so they have to keep, like, making the cows get pregnant. Well, yeah, like, every couple years, right? Yeah, it's not, like, right. I want to say it, it's a, a, at least every, like, maybe every two years. What's the gestation period of a cow? But, uh... Do you know the gestation period of a cow? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just asked. We'll Google it. Let's um, just say my dad used to have one of these, like, tracking books and he could he had some sort of book that he would track it that way okay she's yeah i mean you would have no idea okay i'll I'll look it up she's so precious i love her (laughs) thank you i know this was so random i'm sorry i gave you no (laughs) warning at all um it's okay but i was like we were talking about it because i'm drinking a glass of chalky milk right now um and Uh, yeah, I was real excited. And apparently they're making milk with just like they're able to genetically make milk now without even using a cow like, you know, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of interesting, like because if if, you know, it came down to it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just funny because like any milk that you get, like goat's milk, right? Goat milk, other than like soy milk. Yeah. Or that oat milk stuff is from an animal who's had a baby. a baby yeah and i was like you yeah, know and i mean i can't be 100 percent certain maybe it's every three years i just know that it's it's not as you know it's pretty much the same uh with like you know they just keep getting milk so therefore it's they can produce and then at some point which i think it's different for every cow they become what's called dry and they they, they either then are non-milkable cows or they would have to get um, pregnant, but yeah. it's not like they use like. Do you know what it's, it's like semen out of like a container? <laughs> yeah. So it's not like oh, like artificial insemination. Yeah, so they artificially they're, they're inseminate really, them. Yes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're not like you know forcing them to. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, we're gonna call Steph Compton and ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit. Of, still you know i don't know all that stuff just because i was still young whenever it happened yeah but, but yeah you're my my resident uh dairy farm go-to so yeah it's funny my sister's probably even more because she actually works for the department of agriculture oh yeah we, we probably could have but i couldn't just call your sister and be like oh hey <laughs> talk to it's me funny. about you, pregnant you, you cows prob- you probably could yeah, but. true <laughs> but all right well thanks for being on the podcast you'll get to hear yourself this week Oh, roughly. So, all right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Oh, I love. I just what adore a, her. What a gem. Yes. Just um, such a precious, perfect human. She is. So I we did. Don't deserve her. We we re- <laughs> no, we really don't. This world does not deserve Steph <laughs> Alex. I did look up the gestation period of a cow, and it is uh, similar to a human. It's like nine point four months. Okay. Um. And I also just looked up how long can a cow be milked, and it appears uh, around ten months. Okay, yeah, that's what Steph. I think Steph said it could possibly be two years if it just continues. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's would, kind of like an average or something. Yeah, because I wonder if that's like. I mean, it's the same thing with like people though. Like I, I know people who have breastfed their children until they were like toddlers you know what i mean because that was just their life choice and there's nothing wrong with that breastfeeding is natural but their body continued to produce milk as long as the baby needed milk right Mm -hmm. so 
I assume it would be very similar for cows and any animal for that matter. <laughs> I think we talked about this on the pod, but did I tell you that I, when I was a kid, I used to think that, that boobs were just always filled with milk? No. I didn't tell you that? <laughs> no! Yeah, I thought that, like, the so, like, you have, like, Rachel has big tits, so yeah. I just thought that, like, you had, like, a gallon of milk in there. I was gonna say, like, a gallon each. Yeah, but then I have, yeah. like, pretty small tits, so I was, like, I thought I only had, like, a few ounces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought we talked about the weird no. shit. Oh, okay. I thought we talked about the weird shit we believed as kids, and I said we that. did, but you didn't tell me the booby thing. So I swear I did. Well, at any rate, I thought that. I love that. That's that's what I love. The weird things we think of when we're children. Isn't that like kind of like precious? <laughs> yeah, it really it really is. Like, I, I just thought that they were not fat; they were just milk. They were just yeah, they're just filled with milk. Yeah, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I didn't understand how chocolate milk was made so, was chocolate or cows? strawberry milk. I thought it was chocolate cows. I thought it was strawberry cows. And I was like, I've never seen a strawberry cow. Where do I see a strawberry cow? <laughs> they're rare, man. You got to catch yeah. them. They're like unicorns. <laughs> yeah, it's why it's why I've never seen one, you know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that was a good fucking icebreaker. <laughs> Call in the cow expert. That was great. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Nice. I bet my friend All Alyssa right. would have known some of that too because she, well, her her dad is like a vegetable farmer, but she was still just raised on like fucking farms. Yeah, just farms yeah. on farms. So she probably would have known some of that. But yeah, Steph's Steph's a gem of the gem of the yeah. earth. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, yeah. So thanks, Steph. Yes, thank appreciate you. So Love you, bud. Um, yeah. So. I again don't have updates because this is literally 10 minutes after we just recorded the other episode. So, um, so I actually, between recording, I did look at my emails and I did see it's not really an update. An update, yeah. Um, but I did see that. Did you, what did you see the same thing? Yep. The Innocence Project thing? Yep. Yes. Nervous pain, cognitive bias, and Rodney Reed. Yes, and it's, I think it was kind of um, more of like a, my phone died and my internet's being really slow, so I don't know if I can pull up the email at this time, but it it kind of, it was sort of like, you know, uh, a reminder that his case is set to be reviewed, I believe it's December 13th. Um, Yeah, that's, and they said that, but they could set an execution before that. Oh, Jesus. So, um, y'all, it is imperative as book for you to please go to purposepain.org and support the innocence project support that petition the change.org petition like it's really really fucking important i'm invested in this if if this man gets executed you're gonna have to peel me off the floor like i i just like really fucking hate that there appears to be two justice systems in this in this country and i don't fucking like that no. Um, yeah, so I'll just read this little blurb quickly. Um, it says, Purvis Payne, an innocence project client living with an intellectual disability, has been on death row in Tennessee for 33 years, despite always maintaining his innocence. Earlier this year, Purvis's legal team filed a petition arguing that executing him would be unconstitutional because he has an intellectual disability. A judge is set to hear this claim on December 13th, but the Tennessee Supreme Court could still set a new execution date at any time. So this fight is urgent. Um, There's going to be a live stream with his legal team and family on September 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern time um, that you can, if you're interested in, you can RSVP for that. All this is through the Innocence Project. But yeah, this is like big fucking this a big fucking deal and we really need to keep uh supporting that yes so there's (sighs) that i don't think we introduced ourselves i mean not that if you're here you're here but this is chardonnay and dna that's rachel oh yeah that's becky and we didn't introduce ourselves on the last podcast Ah, they'll figure it out yeah figure it out they'll figure it out so as they say on letter kenny sort yourself out (laughs) <laughs> love that show uh, um yeah so that's the that's the show <laughs> that's that it is <laughs> i'm still i'm still reeling from 
cows? <laughs> the previous recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. That's, um, a, that's a shitty time. Yeah. So I'm hoping you have something a little bit less uh, piss-offy. Yeah, yeah. This won't piss you off. It's interesting. Um, a little heart-wrenching. Not, okay. not, terribly sa- like, not terribly sad, but I mean... It's yeah. not the greatest shit, but um, yeah, okay. But it's good. This actually came from uh, my friend Lauren like a while ago. I went back into the archives because she'll just kind of she'll just text me like, "Got a case for you," and I have a few of those from her. So this is one that she sent a while back. Perfect. Um, so my sources are an article. I'll link all these in the description. But an article from uh, BBC, uh, Wikipedia. I did watch a YouTube um, interview. And an article from The Guardian. Are you ready to rumble? I am ready to rumble. Great. Okay. So on April 28th, 1997, Celeste Nurse underwent a C-section at Grootscher Hospital in Cape Town, South Africa, and delivered her daughter, who she and her husband named Zephanie. Two days. Zephanie. Zephanie. Yeah. Z e p h a n y. Yeah, it's South Africa, so you know. Um, okay. Thank you. Yeah, they're. I they're, just was trying to like spell it in my brain. That yeah. Was all. Yeah, Zephanie. Okay. Um, two days later, Celeste fell asleep with baby Zephanie resting safely in the crib beside her. Celeste remembered a nurse in the room just before she fell asleep. When Celeste woke, a nurse was asking her where the baby was. To their horror, she was no longer in the crib. The hospital called the police, who searched the hospital completely. A few items were found, including baby Zephanie's um, little, like, baby nest, which is kind of like, it's kind of like the little, like, padding that's in the crib. Okay. So as if, like, she was kind of scooped up with all that padding. So they found the baby nest, a piece of um, infant clothing, and a purse with no identifying items to lead them to a perpetrator. This part's a little confusing. I can, I think I get what, how, what the description is telling, is like, is telling me, but it, it, what it says is a pillow was found in a tunnel that was intended to provide direct access to the women in labor to the ward from the street. So I think, I think it must have been just like a little, um, just like a little, like almost outdoor like hallway thing so that women could just get right in if they needed to go directly into the hospital does that make sense yeah yeah so a pillow was found um in that little direct access path the tunnel also provided access to the old main building the psychiatric department and outpat in the outpatient section but at the time this had the these tunnel ways had like unrestricted access so this led the nurse family to believe but this was a premeditated kidnapping and that perhaps the kidnapper used the pillow as a way to feign pregnancy. Hmm. One of the other expectant mothers uh, in the ward remembered the kidnapper's face and had spoken to her briefly. On another occasion, the same mother found the woman holding her baby. And when questioned, uh, the woman replied that the baby had been crying and she was comforting it. Five days after the birth of their daughter, Celeste and Mornay Nurse went home without their baby. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I could not imagine that. Like, you're going into the hospital for, like, this happy time, and you think you're coming out with a baby, got a nursery and shit, and you end up coming out with no baby. (laughs) Yeah. Nightmare. Ugh. So year after year, the nurses tried to keep the media's attention so that the search for Zephanie wouldn't end. Even though they went on to have three more kids, they celebrated her birthday every April 28th, and Celeste gave several interviews. She often did this when other kidnappings occurred, offering support to the victimized families. So she went on to, like, do yeah things, I guess, out of it? Yeah, she, she went on to, like, work, you know, when these things would happen like and i get the impression that this use at least used to be kind of a not a regular occurrence but just like that one i did recently with the with the man from china who was taken yeah yeah it seems like maybe this like trafficking could be a significant issue or at least was in south africa right so i think when those things would happen um celeste would do interviews and say yeah my daughter like i don't know where she's at and um I will, you know, 
I, I'd like to help in yeah. any way I can toward the other family. So she was always trying to keep Zephanie kind of in the media attention so that she wouldn't be forgotten. So there were two known instances that the nurse family was given some hope that their daughter would be returned to them. One woman who suddenly had a baby, but whose neighbors had never seen pregnant was investigated by the police. Hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a desperate housewives episode um did you ever watch that show no Mm-mm. there was an episode where brie who's like the redhead like very like tries to be perfect all the time like she um faked a pregnancy because her teenage daughter was pregnant and okay she, and she was trying to like convince everyone that like it was actually because that she sent they sent the daughter away and they were trying to convince everyone that like brie was pregnant so that when the baby when they took you know took care of the baby they would just think yeah it was theirs yeah it was really weird Ugh. but that's what i thought of <laughs> yeah um so that woman was investigated and even though the child was like it really resembled the missing zephanie it turned out to be male so it was was not a girl okay in another instance uh, more recent in july 2009 the nurses received a phone call in which a woman whispered i know about your daughter and asked Ugh. yeah and asked for a ransom of 500,000 South African Rand, which is approximately uh, $70,000 in 2009. Yeah, so not chump change. Um, No. So the the caller demanded that this money be delivered at a prearranged place. Um, The parents contacted the police, and they monitored the transaction, but no one ended up arriving to collect the money. The call was later traced to Glenda Dubell, a neighbor of Celeste nurse, Nurse's mother, who um, was charged with extortion and given three years house arrest, um, a pretty large fine, and 600 hours of community service. And she also can receive the delineation from yours truly of a massive piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a special place in hell for people that say um, they have a missing kid and they don't. I, yeah, I, what the fuck? Why, like, why? And then you don't even cut, you, know, you don't even show up or you don't even have someone show up to collect the money. Yeah, I. But I, but they didn't have the kids. So like. Yeah, so they was, weren't really going to be able to. Well, like, what was the point of that? I mean, maybe they thought they were going to actually show up and take the money and just leave. God, that's so Oh, it's fucked. It's it's fucked. It's so fucked up. I just can't. God, people, uh, as suck, (laughs) as Lauren, as Lauren fondly says sometimes, what does she say? Sometimes you think it ain't B, but it do. (laughs) That's cute. I'm like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you think it ain't B, but it do. It do. All right. So fast forward to January of 2015, when 17-year-old Miche uh, Salomon was beginning her final term at Zwanswick High School. Uh, that day, several of her peers told her that there was a new girl in the ninth grade who shared an uncanny resemblance to Miche. Michelle didn't think much of it, but when she met the girl herself, she said she felt an immediate, inexplicable connection to her. This girl's name was Cassidy Nurse. What? Yep, so despite the age gap between them, the two girls began spending a lot of time together. Wait, hmm. her last name was Nurse? Uh-huh. Wasn't her last name Nurse when she got taken away? Uh-huh. So she just kept the same last name? Uh-uh. I'm very confused. So, Miche Salomon met Cassidy Nurse. Okay. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I thought for some reason Cassidy was uh, Zephanie. No. Cassidy's Cassidy. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. So, despite their age gap, the two girls began spending a lot of time together. Miche would call her baby girl and Cassidy would call Miche big sis. Miche's friends would jokingly ask if she was sure she wasn't adopted, especially when Miche showed a selfie of the two girls um, that they took together, and they look a fuck ton alike. Um, I would send it to you, but my phone died. Um, but 
I'll, I will send it. Or you could just Google it if you want to, but they look a lot alike. Um, so Mache replied to the friends when they said, are you sure you're not adopted? Mache said, no, don't be crazy. When asked if they were sisters, they'd just laugh and say, maybe in another life. Mache and hmm. Cassidy showed their parents a selfie too. Lavana, Mache's mother, also commented on their resemblance. Michael, Mache's father, said that he recognized his daughter's new friend from Cassidy's father's electrical store where Michael sometimes shopped. But Cassidy's parents, Celeste and Mornay nurse, gazed intensely at that picture and they prompted Cassidy to ask Mache a question. The next time the two girls hung out, Cassidy came out with it. She asked Mache, were you born on April 30th, 1997? Mache replied, why? Are you stalking me on Facebook? <clears throat> Cassidy assured Mache that she wasn't stalking her. She just wanted to know when Mache had been born. So Mache replied that, yes, that was her date of birth. Weeks later, Mache was unexpe unexpectedly called out of class to the headmaster's office where two social workers were waiting to speak with her. They told Mache a story about a three-day-old baby girl called Zephanie Nurse, who had been abducted from Grootscher Hospital in Cape Town in 1997 and had never been found. As she listened to the story, Mache didn't understand why they were telling her this. Then the social workers explained that there was evidence to suggest that Mache could be that abducted child. Whoa. To now this whole time Mache is just like what the fuck she's like this yeah. that she's like this is a fucking joke like to to set it to try to set it straight Mache explained that she hadn't been born at that hospital she had been born at the retreat hospital about 20 minutes drive away that's what was on her birth certificate she said but the social workers told her that there was no record of her ever being born there what yeah Mache agreed to take the DNA test despite thinking that this was all like some kind of mistake. Yeah. She said, I had so much belief in the mother who raised me. She would never lie to me, especially about who I am and where I come from. So my mind was made up that the DNA test was going to be negative. Ugh, of course not, honey. That's not how this works. No, famous last words, baby girl. Yeah. So the test results came back the following day and proved indisputably that Mache Solomon and Zephanie Nurse, the baby taken from the Cape Town Hospital in 1997, were the same person. Ugh. This left Mache feeling completely out of control. The story went viral and made the news worldwide. Because she was just shy of 18 years old, she had to stay in a safe house, unable to return to the home she'd always known. Then Lavana Solomon, who Mache had always known to be her mother, was arrested and charged with kidnapping and fraudulently claiming to be the mother of a child. Wow. Mache recalled, that broke me. I needed her. I needed to ask her why. What's going on? I was so overwhelmed that I belong to someone else. So then Mike, <sighs> Michael, the, the man that she always knew to be her father, was questioned by police. Because he, they wanted to know if he was part of the kidnapping. Yeah. And Mache was present during the, that interview. She said, I could see the stress in his face. I could see the bloodshot in his eyes. And I was really scared. My father is soft and he's gentle, but he's my rock. He's my hero. He's my daddy. He's the man. And there's, and here's this other man making him look like such a small child. My father's saying, no, I didn't do this. Mache's my daughter. How can she not be my daughter? I wasn't part of this. So the police never found any evidence that Michael Solomon had known that Mache had been stolen from the nurse family and he was released from police custody. Okay. Michael also said that he recalled his wife, Lavana being pregnant. Authorities theorized that she concealed a miscarriage and then faked the remainder of her pregnancy before stealing Zephanie Nurse, bringing her home and pretending she had given birth to the baby herself. That, I, that, that is, like, very strange to me because, like, how did your husband not know that you had a miscarriage? How did your husband not see that you were no longer pregnant? It just raises a lot yeah. of questions. I don't believe that Michael had... I don't believe he knew. I think Lavana is a 
wee bit of I mean I'll I'll get to this later. I, I don't think he knew, but it's just very odd. That it's it is really odd, but I mean, you know, men don't really pay attention to anything and like if she didn't let him go to like doctor's appointments and like you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I guess if but it like happened, how how do you just like come home with a baby? Like, oh by the way, honey, I had the baby. Like, yeah, and he wasn't there with her. Like it's just it's just strange. Yeah. So it was discovered that the Solomon home was just over a mile from the nurse's home. As a small child, Mache would run around the field opposite the nurse's house while Michael played soccer. So like they would they were literally like they were an arm's length away, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, which just seems to be how these kind of stories go. It was similar to that the the man, you know, the man from China was only in the neighboring um the neighboring town right right yeah the whole time right under their noses the whole time while they were looking while he was look the dad was looking for him everywhere yeah so the reunification of mache and the nurse family was understandably emotional for the nurses but but for mache it felt uncomfortable and awkward she said i was like just go with it because it's a shame for these people they've been through a lot it's sad but you know i felt nothing i didn't feel that i'd miss them which, like, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lavanas, what's that? That's it. She just had so much happen in such a short period of time. Oh my like, god, her I would have life was turned upside down. I would have completely fucking disassociated. Like, yeah, um, yeah, and like, you don't. These people are strangers to you, right? Yeah. So, Lavana Solomon's trial began in August 2015. So, I mean, that's only. That's like six months after all of this yeah. happened. Well, eight months, I guess. But uh, so her trial begins in August 2015. And both Mache and her biological parents were there to hear the testimony. Lavana Solomon denied any wrongdoing and described her difficult childhood, stating that she had been abandoned by her mother and raped as a child as well as miscarrying after beatings from a series of boyfriends. She told the court of her numerous attempts to conceive, several miscarriages, and her desperation to adopt a child. Lavana then said she had been offered a baby by a woman called Sylvia, who had been giving her fertility treatments. Sylvia told Lavana that the baby belonged to a young girl who did not want to keep her and um, wanted the baby to be adopted. But there is no evidence that Sylvia ever existed. And a clinical psychologist examined Lavana during the trial and found that Lavana truly didn't believe she had committed a crime, especially because she'd been a good mother to Mache, explaining her complete lack of remorse. Wow. Yeah. I- yeah. Well, I'm, <sighs> I'll go into what okay. I think a little when I'm when i'm done but yeah i'm interested in what your thoughts are on that um so the evidence against lavana was plentiful (laughs) almost two decades after the incident a witness who remembered seeing the woman dressed as a nurse who carried baby zephanie out of the hospital selected lavana out of a lineup um which uh sidebar did you know that the british term for a lineup is identity parade (laughs) <laughs> it sounds so fun it doesn't it like because uh, it said the the original like verbiage was that the witness picked her out of an identity parade and i'm like what the fuck and i figured i was wow. like that's gotta be a lineup but like what a festive term it just makes it not seem as like you know fucking uh bleak ho- yeah horrible as it actually is yeah that's an identity parade yeah there's oh like there's like confetti and people throwing candy and shit yeah it's a happy event <laughs> So the judge concluded that the evidence against her was overwhelming and she was sentenced to 10 years in jail for kidnapping, fraud, and violating the Children's Act. Um, I briefly looked up what the Children's Act is. It's like, it's, I think it's particular to South, to South Africa. And it's basically a bunch of, um, like, it's a bunch of laws about, like, child welfare. Okay. Um, the judge condemned her for showing no remorse during the trial. Wow. 
So in late 2016, Mache visited Lavana in prison and was able to speak to her for the first time since this all went down. So that this has been like well over a year. Yeah. The first visit was behind a window. It was not a contact visit, Mache says. And I saw my mother in the clothing that female prisoners wear and it broke my heart. I cried and cried. Mache really wanted to know the truth about what happened that day that she was stolen. She told her mother, by knowing I'm not your blood, that I actually belong to someone else and that you've robbed them of possibilities and changed my whole destiny hurts me. How am I supposed to believe your word when you've lied to me saying that I'm your child? You broke your trust with me. You're going to have to come clean if you want to have a relationship with me. Levant. Yeah, I thought that was really pretty eloquent. Um, and yeah. fucking, fucking Lavana re- responded with, one day I will tell you. Uh, don't be cryptic, bitch. And it's not clear if that one day came and she did tell her, but what what Mache's, but at this point, Mache said that she continued to um, say that she didn't do anything wrong and that she did not steal her. Okay. But, but despite that, Mache says she doesn't hold a grudge against Lavada. <laughs> Mache is a fucking saint. Like, she... Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, this is what she said. She says, forgiving brings so much healing into your heart. Life must go on. She knows that I forgive her, and she knows that I still love her. Ugh. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> I mean, but yeah, she, that's who you thought was your mom your whole life. Like, I just don't. It's really hard to understand. So when she turned 18 at the end of April 2015, she considered moving in with uh, one of her biological parents. Um, at this point, they were divorced. The the nurse, the Celestin Mornay. Um, but she decided against it and moved back in with Michael, the father that had raised her. Um, Mache had struggled to form a relationship with her biological family and says that at times she even felt like she hated them for taking her mother away. Ugh, what complicated feelings to have. Uh, yeah, and it's obviously, it's misplaced anger. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know her. Like, I don't know how she, tr- like, really feels deep down. But, like, dude, you should be pissed at your mom. And I know she is pissed at her at, at Lavana, I know she is yeah, but, pissed at her, but she's still her mom in her mind, for sure. you know. Oh, so like, for sure, uh, and it's just it's sad all around. It's just fucking, like I, it's just sad. Yeah. Ugh. So she still visits Lavana in prison in uh, Worcester, about uh, seventy-five miles from where she lives, but it's a long drive, especially now that she has two children of her own. Hmm. Lavana Solomon is due for release in 2025, and Mache says that she often wishes time would hurry up. She's <sighs> still living in the family home and waiting for her mother to return. See, I, I, it's her own. It's her own stuff. I mean, I'm, who am I to say? Yeah, it's just one of those. Like, I don't think I could ever trust the woman again. I don't think. Man, it would take that would take a lot of really hard work. Yeah. Yes. Um, I but it sounds almost like her mom is mentally ill. I would agree. Um so Mache had chosen to keep her name that she was raised with rather than the one she was born with, Zephanie. She says that she's made peace now with both of her identities, though. And that she thinks that she, quote, hated Zephanie in the beginning. She went on to say, quote, she came with such force, such an such an uninvited invitation, so much suffering and so much pain. But Zephanie is the truth. And Mache, the 17 year old girl that I was, she was a lie. So I've managed to balance both names. So I did. I watched. I mentioned that I watched up. recent interview i think it was from i think it was from just this last may of 2021 um okay from a british talk show called this morning it was to summarize weird as fuck okay (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so she was labeled Zephanie in the interview. Like, you know how when you watch like a talk show interview, a little banner comes up? Yes. Well, she was labeled Zephanie and they were calling her Zephanie. Um, but it in it in the interview it had Celeste Mornay, so the biological parents, Cassidy, and Zephanie. Um <sighs> and it was just like really stiff and weird. Um Mache slash Zephanie with whatever she's going by uh said that being a mother has helped open her heart to the nurses a lot more but i didn't buy it 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 felt like the show was trying really hard to make it like this flowery human interest story where like oh everyone's happy in the end but it was just super cringy um and it didn't it also didn't help oh i (laughs) i can't stand when talk shows you know how they have a delay when they're talking to someone mm, in a different place? Yes. Those those are so uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the, this delay the delay was super long. Um mm. but like everyone was just kind of like forced smiling. I'm going to send it to you cuz I want to know what you think. Okay. Um but everyone's smile just seemed really forced. Um the the host was like, so is everyone in a good place today? And they're all just kind of like, yeah, you know, we've really we've really come to a good place. And the host asked um, Miche, so you're still living with your with the father that raised you, right? And um, she's like, yeah, I'm still work. I'm still living with Michael, the father that raised me. And she but she was really clipped and like it sounded like she just did not want to talk about him at all um it it was just really cringy i I, it was so uncomfortable (laughs) yeah like it it just it sounds uncomfortable like it just it just sounded like a bunch of bullshit in my opinion um but anyway there is so miche did like tell her story it she didn't write the book it was written by joanne joel it's j-o-w-e-l-l um but it is like in michelle's words um it's called zephanie two mothers one daughter um so even more of her story is shared in that book okay um so yeah what do you think about everything Uh, her mother not showing remorse or not understanding that she did anything wrong like clearly some very serious mental illness um like was she screened for any kind of personality disorder or anything? I don't know. The most that I got about any sort of like diagnose—I mean, not even a diagnosis, but just what that clinical psychologist said about she truly thinks there is no crime committed. That I listen. I can't fucking diagnose people, but Ugh. based on the things I do know about uh sociopathic tendencies and just like Mm -hmm. people kind of is it so is it sociopath i don't what i what i'm what i'm getting at is like people with a certain either personality disorder sociopathy whatever they seem to view other people as like a means to an end or like a tool to get what they want yeah yeah like they don't view people as having their own autonomy okay in their own like it, to them like it, it's literally like the world revolves around them and yeah i can you know i can do what i want with you because you're just a tool to me and like any any autonomy that you have it, it it's it's meaningless to me yeah Right, you're here for what I need, and and that's it. Yeah, right. So that's what it sounds like to me. I don't, for a second, believe like she premeditated this, and she knew it was wrong. She hid it. She pretended to be pregnant. She knew it was wrong. She it it was a lot of these sources said that like she didn't care what baby she stole. She was scoping out babies. She was taking a baby, and it was going to happen. Yeah, she just happened to dress in. The nurse's uniform, and then when Celeste fell asleep, it was a perfect time, and nobody caught it. Um, so I, th- I think like there's got to be 
there's got to be a lot that's gone on in her life to cause her to be that way but she's still fucking culpable for her actions oh yeah yeah like she is not criminally insane no nothing like that in my opinion yeah i mm. she was like i want what i want and i'm gonna get it and yeah and i definitely don't think she's criminally insane or anything but i do think that she there's definitely a a layer of mental illness here that oh yeah i think that is a mental i think that's a mental illness is that you like there is there's something there there's some there's something and i don't doubt that she had a rough life and because you know i think a lot of times people you know if she had a relatively normal and steady life i don't think she would have done something like that yeah yeah i just the whole thing just blows my fucking mind it's mind-blowing and it's like the real life fucking sister sister yeah yeah oh it blow oh my god and it blows my mind okay so i've been doing a lot of yoga school lately (laughs) so i'm getting real metaphysical with everything yeah but like it blows my mind all the forces that had to work together to make to, bring, yeah. to make those two girls go to be in the same town, go to the same school, Ugh. like all of that work together to make this happen. And that is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fucking odds. It's one in a I mean, million. Really the odds are probably higher than we think. But like, you know, I'm not a statist- statistician, whatever. I don't know. I'm a I, math person. Oh, and that's the other crazy thing just in regards to Lavana's mental health is like, you didn't even move away. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You were a like, mile away from these people. What in the hell? Insane. And insane. she got and she got away with it up until up until Mache was damn near an adult. Yeah, that's wow. Wild. What the fuck? Yeah. Huh. Well, that was different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Uh, yeah i'm just processing like yeah just uh, an insane amount of uh changes for that poor girl can you fuck it my 17 year old ass i don't know how i would have reacted to something like that Bizarre. not as calm as mache did that's for fucking sure no and, and i mean i do guarantee it was complete turmoil at that time but the uh the level of like insight and like still being able to forgive and love that person right beyond her years very much yeah well thanks lauren right that was a good one huh that was that was really good yeah nice well good job thanks yeah um I we did padded room already, so I'm. Oh, you tapped out. I'm padded the fuck out. Oh, uh, um, I had a fu- I had a padded room on my phone and it died. Ugh. Well, my computer's about to die, so either way. Um. Well. <laughs> I watched Never Have I Ever, and it's really cute and stupid. What's that on? It's like it's on Netflix, and it's about uh these teenagers in high school and. Um, I just, I don't know. I like it. It's, it's cheesy, but also just cute. And then there's like just moments where like, it's a really diverse cast, which is really nice. And like the main character is Indian. So you get to see like the life of an American, uh, like an Indian. Te- Indian American. Yeah. So I was trying to think of the best way to say it. Cause I didn't want to say um, American. <laughs> like American yeah, yeah. That's not what I meant. I'm, I, I'm like, she, her family is from India. In, right. Um, and, uh, just like, you know, navigating that and like the expectations and it's just, it's emotional and cute. And I don't know. I like it. Okay. And none of them are teenagers. They're all fucking adults playing teenagers, but like, you Oh, know. I always think that's so weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's better than like, it's better than like exploiting teenagers, you know, like, you know, yeah. I feel like so many teenage stars like go ape shit and yeah, kind of ruins their life. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait, I did find the article um, that I saw. It just came up on Instagram. Admittedly, I saw this this morning, but I thought it was really cool. I have not read the entire article, um, Okay. but it's from the Washington Post. And um, this is the headline. 
It says they were the world's only all-female army. Their descendants are fighting to recapture their humanity. But listen to like this first little this first little bit. Uh, her step-grandmother could remove a man's head with a curved blade. She could scale a wall of thorns. She devoted her life to defending the king. Holy shit. And it's about the Amazons of Dahomey, the only documented female army in modern history. Um, it says researchers have spent decades combing through European and West African archives to craft a portrait from the jottings of French officers, British traders, and Italian missionaries. Send me that. That sounds fucking cool as shit. Doesn't that sound really cool? I'm wondering yeah. if there's like any DNA in it, but... Well, if it's their descendants, there's your DNA right there. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah. But it looks, so it says now there's a team of researchers trying to kind of like really get their history down. Um, but I thought that sounded really cool. I just read that little blurb because that part about removing a man's head, like, yeah, that was yes. in the Instagram post. And I was like, holy shit. And there's this badass um, picture of all these women and like their sort of like um, indigenous clothing it's really fucking badass <laughs> yeah a couple in the front have these giant like these giant guns that oh that's really cool yeah um and like big ass machetes and shit it like it just looks really fucking cool <laughs> send that to me maybe we'll talk about that next time okay yeah i can sweet um i'm gonna do socials because like my computer is literally about to shit the bucket um <laughs> okay <laughs> and Go i don't want to lose this um, okay so uh facebook is chardonnay <laughs> and sign dna uh uh instagram is chardonnay and dna um website is chardonnay and dna.com the gmail is chardonnay and g wow chardonnay uh -huh. and gmail chardonnay and dna at gmail.com fuck twitter um yep <laughs> that's it um all right cool um good night good luck get like fucked yeah and don't shit the bed and don't shit the bucket <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye, bye. Hold on. Okay. Hey, still recording. <laughs> you good? Yep. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs>